Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. You want to welcome those that are watching online. Perhaps you're listening on the podcast. Welcome. It's good to have you with us. Hope, Kevin, would you put your hands together and welcome our online viewers and listeners. We consider it an honor to have you joining with us today. And, and as an extension of this family, we want to say that if you're ever in the Charlotte area, stop on by. We'll make you feel right at home, won't we, Hope Covenant? Hey, listen, join, join with me in, in this prayer. We're going to welcome the Holy Spirit, and we're going to see an encounter with Holy Spirit. We're going to leave changed, encouraged, fired up, provoked. We're going to see discouragement go to the wayside. I want you to be filled with hope that this is going to be a good year. I'm not saying this year is going to be without challenges. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that greater is he that's in us, that Jesus that's in us, that dwells within us, than us that walks in the natural here in the world. Amen? So just pray this with me. Say, Jesus, Jesus. I'm ready to leave. Changed, different, stirred, provoked, encouraged, anticipating. Father, change me today. This is my day. I declare this is my day. I declare this is my year. By faith, I say, I declare this is the best year yet. In Jesus' name, would you shout amen? Put your hands together if you would. Be seated. Listen, when we say those things and we declare those things, it's easy to look at what we're going through and say, I have no idea how that's possible. And if that's you this morning, I want to encourage you. Faith is believing in things that we don't see. So when you speak that in the middle of a situation that seems insurmountable or an obstacle that seems like it's just a huge hurdle that you can't overcome, this is an opportunity to get your declaration and your decree, and I'm going to go over what that means, to get those things in order and get those things prepared because when you get your confession straight and you speak things into the air, there's power in that. And scripture says, and we're going to look at it today. You ready? All right. If you would turn your Bibles to Job 22 verses 28 to 30 is what I'm going to read. I'm actually going to read this out of the new King James, the only version. That's a joke. And uh, how many of you got the cards walking in? You have a card uh, and you should have a pen. Did you guys all get cards? Anybody not have a card? If you need a card, we'll put one in your hand. Um, you should have cards. What we're going to do, similar to last week, we're going to receive communion at the end of service today. But I want to encourage you as the Holy Spirit speaks to you, and he will during this service, there's going to be things that it, you might believe is a promise for you, or there, there might be things that you are believing God for this year. And not just a request, but necessarily there's, there might be something that you believe God has equipped you for, that this is your year. And I, I want to encourage you, begin to write them down because we're going to put them on the altar. We're going to lay them here as a seed, knowing that God moves on our behalf. We know that, right? So what we'll do is we'll put I declare dot, 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 whatever that is on your card over this year of 2024. Now, I want to say this, and this will be on the screen. To declare is to state out loud a fact. To declare, to state out loud a fact. A decree 
is to issue an authoritative command. All right? So to declare, to state a fact, and to decree to issue an authoritative command. Now, I'll give you an example. I declare this is going to be the best year yet. That's a declaration. And in Jesus' name, I thank you that you're moving on behalf of my family, of this church, in the mighty name of Jesus. I seal it. That's a decree. So you declare, and then you seal it in the name of Jesus. You decree it. You go, just because I said it, that settles it. There's authority and there's power in your words. Placed and given to you by God. Now, if it, if it lines up with his will, yes. If not, then there's a will check that'll happen, and that's a good thing. So that's not to say that you say, I will have a Bentley this year. In Jesus' name, amen. You might be driving a Kia the rest of this year. I'm not here to, I, this is not a prosperity message like that. Okay, this is not over the top, like perverted prosperity. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying, though, is when you are looking at a situation that you know God is going to get you through, He's not going to get you around it. You're going to have to go through it. And that's where the character developing happens in those moments. How many of you going through a situation right now where there's a crushing and you're learning things about yourself and God's discovering, he's helping you discover, God is revealing to you, you're discovering, God is helping reveal to you the things that you need to discover that are really only found in the, in the presence of the Lord and by the power of Holy Spirit who's the communicator on behalf of, of heaven. But it's scriptural to declare and decree. Not only is it scriptural to declare and decree, but you should declare and decree scripture itself. Right? Yes. Y'all catch that. I'll read that again to you. Not only is it scriptural to declare and decree, but you should declare and decree scripture itself. Right. Yes. You go, why? Well, especially scripture because it's the surest word of the Lord. You don't have to you don't have to question scripture. You can know that's a, listen, if I were to give you a word that I believe is a word of knowledge or a prophetic word or a word from the Lord that he's sharing, you got to test that out cuz I'm a human being and I'm not perfect. Never base your life on those. But when you declare and decree, scripture says no weapon formed up against me can prosper. You can guarantee that's a sure word of the Lord. Can somebody give me an amen this morning? But Job 22, verses 28 to 30, you will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. And when they cast you down, and you say exaltation will come, then he will save the humble person. Anybody need to be saved right now? Like, Lord, I need to be rescued right now from this situation. You have word curses sometimes that people will speak. I want to encourage you this year, put a guard over your mouth. And when you, when you see your kid acting like a little booger, you speak life over them. Don't speak death over them. Well, that little rebel, you little monster. No, no, no. I thank you that you are, you have the mind of Christ. You will act right in Jesus name. Mm. Liz speaks that over me sometimes. Forget our kids. He will even deliver one who is not as an innocent. Yes, he will be delivered by the purity of your hands. That's key right there. Who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Him and her with clean hands and a pure heart. Some of you, if you're taking notes this morning, you need to ask God in my prayer closet. 
Lord, what are the things that you need to reveal to me? And be careful with these dangerous prayers because stuff happens when you pray dangerous prayers. You go, I wasn't expecting this outcome. Yeah, well, well, the Lord had some things for you and sometimes our expectation is the problem. And the Lord will fix that expectation real quick and he'll show you. So, but some of you need to ask the Lord, Lord, what are some things that I need to cut out of my life that are not pleasing to you, that are not acceptable to you? For me, I could tell you the big trap is the words of my mouth. This morning, I told the band, I said, we're, we were experiencing some monitor issues. I said, y'all, I want to tell you this. I could really be complaining right now, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to celebrate. We're going to get through. How many of you felt the Lord during worship? Doesn't matter. Listen, there's, there's people in third world countries worshiping in mud huts, and we complain about the fact that the temperature is two degrees off in church in America. You know, we have a little expression, get over it. I want to encourage you this year, you need to write that down on the tablet of your heart, get over it. And we ain't going to get around it, we're going to get through it. He will deliver one who is even not in us. Yes, he will be delivered or she will be delivered by the purity of your hands. There's something about the obedience of you taking steps. Listen, we all, the heart is desperately wicked. We're all walking through some things. That's okay. It's okay. As long as you're submitted to the process of laying down the things that the Lord shows you when he shows you and saying, okay, delayed obedience is disobedience. I'm gonna be obedient. I'm gonna lay this down. Some of y'all need to turn Hulu and Netflix and HBO Max and all the 90 streams there are. Turn it off and spend time in the presence of God. You're wondering why you have such a negative view. Turn the news off. I'm not saying walk around and be stupid and put your head in the sand. That's not what I'm suggesting. But if it's constantly playing in the background, no, you need to be constantly in the presence of the Lord. Because he can change things just like that. So David says, I will declare the decree of the Lord in Psalms 2 verse 7. I will declare the decree of the Lord. Remember, declare. That's what we speak out, decree. And I want to say this. This will help you when it, you say, well, what does that mean? I will declare the decree. Decree means written down. Declare means open your mouth. Y'all catching this? Say this out loud. Declare means open my mouth. Say it out loud. Open your mouth. Declare means open my mouth. Decree means it's written down. So scripture is a decree. So I want to open my mouth and speak out the power of the word of God. There's something, listen, y'all need to catch this this year when you ain't feeling it because it ain't about your feelings. You got to work through those. We'll get there. It's down in my message somewhere on the notes. I want to get ahead of myself, but I will. You need to get into the habit of decreeing, declaring, sorry, the decree of what's written in the word of God so you can change the trajectory of what you're looking at. That's what happens when you say, hold on. No, my Bible says that if my God is for me, who can stand against me? No, my Bible says greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. No, my Bible says I'm an overcomer. I don't care if you don't feel like getting out of bed, body. Get out of bed. You start speaking out loud. Liz will tell you she's walked in the bathroom thinking I'm having a full conversation with somebody, checking in on me like, mm, who's in that bathroom with him? It's me and Holy Spirit, and I'm talking out loud, declaring scripture. The world would say that's cray-cray. 
The Bible says you need to, or as David said here in Psalms 2, verse 7, I will declare the decree of the Lord. And that's what I'm doing when I'm in the bathroom in those moments. In fact, I was just recently dealing with a situation where fear was coming on me. And I said, no, in Jesus' name, I come against the spirit of fear. I thank you, God, that I am not afraid because perfect love casts all fear. What am I doing? I'm, dec- I'm declaring the decree of the Lord. That's scripture. Are you with me? I'm telling you, if you want to change this year, you need to exercise these things. Don't just hear this message. Put it to work. Put legs to this faith. Proverbs 18, verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Now, we immediately think of the word consequences and think, oh, that's a negative thing. You know, the consequence of speaking life is that you reap life. That's a consequence. The consequence of saying, I'm not going to get into this mood today. The consequence is you don't get into this mood today. The consequence of, 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 of these decisions that we make, it's the outcome, the consequence. So I'll change that word to outcome. James 1, verses 6 to 7 in the Passion Translation. Just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive. I could drop the mic. We could all go home and eat lunch right now. I'm going to read that again. Just make sure that you ask empowered by confident faith. What empowers you? Confident faith. In other words, I can't see it, but God, I'm confident that you'll do it. I'm confident that this situation, you're going to get me through. I'm not confident about all the details. I don't know what you're doing, but I know that you're doing. And that's a really good prayer for some of you to pray. You don't, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I know you're doing. I know you're working. I know that on Saturday before the Sunday resurrection, there was a lot going on behind the scenes as as he was grabbing the keys from Satan. There was a lot of things being established in the quietest moment before the resurrection. So just make sure you ask, empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive. For the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next. In other words, the person who's not secure in who they are in the Lord believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. The minute you let that doubt come in and you start ruminating, oh my Lord, how am I going to walk on water? You can't in your strength. Let's just establish that. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. Check this out, verses seven and eight. The Passion kind of lumps those together, and that's what I'm reading out of is the Passion Translation. When you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Oh, I gotta be fully convinced, God, that you can do and you will do what you said you're gonna do, and that's okay. I don't see it right now, but I trust you and I thank you. That's called faith. When you're half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in that condition? There are some versions that say a double-minded person receives nothing from God, and that's the same verse that we just read. Receives nothing from the Lord when you're double-minded, which is why you need to be fully convinced that his word, listen, scripture, it has no error. Let's go ahead and establish that. In this church, we believe that this Bible has no error. None. 
It's perfect. It's the perfect word of the Lord. It's tested, it's tried, and it's true. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever, just like the Lord. But check this out. The issue with our mouth, it starts with a thought. And our generation, man, we got we to gotta work on this. It starts with a thought that becomes a feeling, that becomes an emotion, and now it manifests as words. Thought. Just a frivolous thought. And I feel those things that, I, that, I, that I, I'm thinking. And this is an emotion. And then oftentimes manifests is what spews out of our mouth as a result of what we're ruminating or thinking about. The Bible says, put a guard over your mouth. Take your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ Jesus. When your mind starts to go, some of y'all have been sitting alone. You need to get some good company to corrupt those bad thoughts. You like how I worded that? Some of y'all are like, wait, huh? Saw some minion looks. (laughs) You need some good company to corrupt those bad thoughts. That's a good thing, right? Bad company corrupts good morals, but I believe good company corrupts bad morals. Some of y'all need to stop sitting there by yourself and letting your mind go and surround yourself with accountable thinkers that can go, that's not godly. That doesn't line up with scripture. That's not what my Bible says. And yours doesn't say it either. And if it does, get a new Bible. Be on guard with your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And never let your feelings and your emotions and your thoughts dictate your words. My God, we have an undisciplined generation that we feel it, we think it, we feel it, we say it, and then we speak it into existence and we wonder why we're in trouble. The Bible says the heart's desperately wicked, which then feeds your mind with wicked thoughts and you then speak them out of your mouth and there's power in your words and you wonder why it's destruction. That's the result when you don't take authority when it starts as a thought. You cut that line to your emotion. Cut it. Don't crimp the, it's like a hose. Bend it in half. Don't let any water get through. That's what you need to do with that stuff. But we need to declare Colossians 4, 6 in these ruminating, feely, free-flowing moments of emotion. Colossians 4, 6 in the New King James Version, it says this, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. What does salt do? It purifies. Purifies. You ever get a, 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 a wound of some sort and uh, you probably don't want to put salt in, it's going to hurt, but nonetheless, it does purify. If you've got an infection, it actually cleans it out. That was like the peroxide of the ancient times, I guess. <laughs> let your speech be seasoned with grace. Se- uh, I'm sorry. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer one another. Guys, we're entering into an election year. Take a deep breath. (laughs) There's lots of of potential division if we don't get a hold of this. At this church, we're neither Democrat or Republican. We stand with the word of the Lord. It's not that we don't know where we stand politically. It's that we stand with the word, and I don't care if it's Republican, Democrat, Independent. I don't care what it is conservative, I don't care what it is. If it doesn't line up with scripture, I'm not that. If it does line up with scripture, I'm that. 
I'll tell you that if a Democrat stands righteous, I'm gonna go with the Democrat. If a Republican stands righteous, I'm gonna go with the Republican. Oh my God, did the pastor just say Democrat and Republican in church? Yes, I don't let the devil gag me. I say what I wanna say. Just stuck out my tongue for all those listening on the podcast. I don't care. I'm not gonna be hogtied. This church, we're not about political, we're about Jesus. We got too much political creeping into the church. And we wonder why the church is perverted and we can't feel God during moments of worship. It's because we put our opinion in there instead of sticking to the decree, the written word of God that we declare. The only thing you're going to hear out of this pastor is what the word of God says. The word of God says we stand with righteousness. And we are going to, in Jesus' name, I'm going to encourage you to elect a righteous leader. Okay? I'm going to encourage you with that. I'm going to encourage you to look at the values of that person. Now, I understand they're not priests. I, I get it. They're not going to be perfect. But we're going to vote righteous in this church. And I want to encourage you, if you're, if you're thinking, I'm going off on a little tangent because I'm setting the tone for this year. If, you, if you're sitting there and you're like, well, I, I don't actually believe in even being involved in, in voting in elections. No, the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. So I want to encourage you, this year, you need to vote righteous, okay? All right, that was, that was free. No charge for that. Colossians 4, verse 6 out of the Passion Translation, let every word you speak be drenched with grace. I love that. Drenched, totally saturated with grace and tempered with truth and clarity. For then, you will be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith. That's why I went off on that tangent about politics is because in this year, can we, can we ask God to give us wisdom and things to speak so we can create unity? Because can I tell you, if the church isn't unified, we ain't going anywhere. In the book of Acts, it was unity that had the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that came and then Pentecost came and the supernatural came. And the only way we're gonna save the supernatural is if you get over your Democrat and your Republican self and get united into the kingdom of God. I'm neither a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a child of the king. Are you with me? That's my identity. Let's get that settled right now. We need to be a unified church I just, saw, I just saw some statistics. I got them in the beginning of every year by a guy named George Barna who does church statistics. And it's more than just church. He does statistics in general. And he was talking about right now the reason why the Muslim religion is, is growing so large is because of the unity amongst the Muslims. And the reason why the church is on decline is right now because there is no unity in the house of God or a lack of unity. I'll say it like that. We're not going to be that church. Can I get an amen? No, let your ears hear what you just declared. Can I get an amen? Amen. Yeah, it's important. The reason why I ask you to say that out loud is because you're saying, Lord, I agree with your word. Since we preach the word, I ask you to say amen and say out loud. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with that. I declare that I agree with your decree, what's written in scripture. So here's what we're gonna do today and Liz is gonna come join me. We're gonna receive communion and we've got some elements that are gonna be put out here. Like we did last week, you're gonna come up and the things on the card that the Lord is showing you that you're writing down, things, declarations, I declare over my family, over whatever it is. Some of you right now are dealing with family situations. 
Some of you are believing God for some lost family members or lost friends, some co-workers, whatever it might be, that they're gonna come to the saving knowledge of Jesus this year. Write down, the Bible says, make your requests made known. And we're gonna place it on this altar and we're gonna sow that as, God, I'm believing for this, that this year, this is the year of your favor and you're gonna, you're gonna smile and pour out a blessing on this year. That I'm gonna see things shift this year. Lord, that I'm gonna be in a place of peace this year. Some of you might put on that in your car. I just declare that I'm gonna be at peace this year. I declare that my financial situation is gonna be like Brennan's where you're gonna work a miracle and we're gonna see it all shift because of my obedience. Some of you might be struggling with a sin issue and I need to keep my hands pure and clean and my heart pure and clean. And, and I, I, Father, this year I'm asking you to help me purify. What is it that you're declaring over this year? I believe this is gonna be a powerful year if we get our anticipation and our expectation up that this is gonna be a good year. And then we declare the decree of the Lord with every, every head bowed, Lord, what is it that you need to show me this year that I need to declare and I need to speak out and I need to decree? I need to write it down. And then go back to that word that God gave you throughout the year and say, Lord, you gave me this word. What is God speaking to some of you right now over this year? What is God saying to some of you about what he is expecting from you? To whom much is given, much is required. Lord, what are you requiring of me this year? Some of you need to write those requirements down on this card that I gave you on the way in. If you're watching on the podcast, you don't have a card in your hand, but maybe you need to just put something in your phone that you can look at throughout the year and say, okay, okay, yeah, no, I'm declaring this over this year. This is my word for this year. I'm gonna cling on. What's your word for this year? Yeah, Father, we thank you for all the promises and all the things you've showed us this year. We declare power in your word, and we declare your word. We declare the decree of the Lord. In Jesus' name, I thank you, God. We pray Psalms 91 over every family here. We thank you, God, that this is gonna be a year of immeasurable favor father we declare that we believe that even if we don't believe that we speak it out loud thanking you we call it into existence by faith in jesus name would you shout amen, amen. if you enjoyed today's message i want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.